Hey, what's up, people, and welcome back to the Overname in this podcast. I'm your host, Sam Matthews. This week, we've got our first non-rugby-specific guest. We're joined by the future Scottish wrestling, goes by the name of the Orbit Breaker. He's only 19 years old, and he looks about like a 26-year-old brick shithouse. His name is Daz Black. He's brilliant. Daz, mate, I'm a big fan. How are you, mate? Oh, thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. I'm good. How are you? Mate, I'm grand. I'm grand. So I've managed to grab you for a quick bit of time. You're actually in the process of moving house. So you very yeah. kindly decided <laughs> to donate a couple of hours of your time to me. I bet the rest of the family are buzzing that you're sat on the sofa while everybody else is shifting boxes. <laughs> no, it was all good. They, you know, they were a bit like, oh, yeah, we need as many hands as we can get. You're our only hope. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. But I've got to talk to something real quick. Know, yeah. so, yeah. know, <laughs> the, the, the big guns have called me in. <laughs> all, six, all six of his listeners are dying to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> mate, I'm just going yeah, to cut right to the chase. Right. Wrestling. How did you choose wrestling? Where, was, where did the love from wrestling come from? Uh, it's literally just that, you know, age-old story. I watched it as a kid. I think I was, like, maybe four or five. I was out around my friend's house, and he, like, turned it on. And um, I think it was Jeff Hardy versus Big Show on SmackDown. Well, that's the first <laughs> I think I think I that's the most two generic names you could ever pick. Like <laughs> yeah. Jeff, and, Jeff and the Big Show. <laughs> but, yeah, I just got me hooked, and... Ever since then, I wanted to do it. And then me and that friend um, were trying to, like, figure out how to do it. So we looked on the internet uh, for, like, schools. And it was all a bit confusing. And most schools, you had to be, like, 16 or 18 or something to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I found PBW. And it said on the website when I was looking through that um, Drew McIntyre trained there. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's the one. That is the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name. Yeah. So... Mate, right, I'm going to talk to you. So wrestling, obviously, you're English. Did you come up to PBW for, like, I just, I, I need to get this across to the guests. So you're a professional wrestler. You're 19 years old. You're English. You've trained at a Scottish, a very prestigious Scottish wrestling school. For those who don't know, a lot of my listeners will be non-wrestling aficionados like myself. Right, yeah. Past, past four classes and call myself that a bit. So <laughs> we're getting into it. So did you, so when you found PBW, at this point, were you in Scotland or did you think, I'm going to Scotland, I'm doing it, I'm moving up there? No, I was, I'm still and have always lived in England. Um, mm. So I found the school and then I convinced my dad to take me up for one mm. Sunday class. And I thought that was it. Because obviously <laughs> I wasn't thrilled about taking me all the way to Scotland, but um, <laughs> did it. But he saw, like, obviously, because like, as soon as I did, I just wanted to do it forever. Like, mm. And you could tell, you know, how much I liked it. So he yeah. said he could just he'd carry on taking me, and I, all I thought, the way up. Yeah, he probably thought it was a phase, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it's, it's, it's hard as it sounds. Your dad was waiting for that one nasty bump, and he's like, hey, he's "Not <laughs> yeah. going there again." That'll be that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But so how, how, how far was the journey? How far is like your dad taking you every Sunday for a class? It's about two hours there and back. Uh, so it's a pretty good day out. It was like obviously you get there. Two hours there and then train for four hours and then come back. So yeah. <laughs> Mate, was this was this at the time when PBW was still using like the school gymnastic mats? Like you see all these Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So, so like what yeah. So like once again, just for the people that might not know, so when you think of school gymnastic mats, like think of those thin like seven or eight millimeter blue mats. So you've got Daz here doing front flip bumps and you've got him doing like slams, everything on these things like age eight. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not AJ, they wouldn't have had you doing that, but... <laughs> no, oh my god, yeah. That was, like, 
the biggest shock I reckon when I got there because obviously I was mm-hmm. thinking like, well, it must have a wrestling ring, especially yeah. so. Like, uh, and then yeah, but to be fair, I like it because they are so much harder than like, you know, bumping in a ring, bumping mm-hmm. on them mats was so much worse, and uh, I think so. So like, it definitely toughened you up a lot quicker. <laughs> So I guess oh, that's no. a benefit from it, you know. It's <laughs> gonna say you get you get in a ring now, and somebody throws just like, oh, that's nice. Just... Yeah. No. <laughs> Do it again. Just been thrown off a twelve foot ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was um... that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, I was checking your research before we started, and now like. So you do your first match. You've obviously you've been going up since eight. So by the time you've done seven, your time you hit 17, 2016, you've got your first match. So at this point, is it safe that you've been wrestling almost 10 years or training for wrestling 10 years? Um, I think I started when I was 11 or 12. So mm-hmm. I'd say seven or eight years. So still seven almost. or eight years of, yeah. So seven, eight years practice. What's it like? So, for example, because I first, I first got introduced to you when you were a bit older. So I, I first met yeah, you when yeah. you were making quite a scene in PBW. I say met you, I started watching you. <laughs> so when it came, so when it came through, so like you're 17 years old, you start making your debut. Like, what's the like? How nervous do you get? Because obviously, it's um, like it's it's a sport. There's no two ways about it. It's a physical activity, but it's it's almost so much more performance. It's like you are you yeah. are you are a show. How yeah. do these nerves affect you? Where it's like because because I come from, as I've said, I come from a rugby background where I've got 15 other people on my team. Well, I've got 14, and then as me. So you know, if I'm playing a bit of shit, I just sort of go just pass the ball that way and then yeah. we'll move on like, when it's when it's you and another guy just chilling like in the ring how's the, how are those nerves compared for like one of your first matches like oh it's literally awful like that um was like the worst thing for me they always said like my coach always said like as i got more advanced like the in-ring stuff you've got down it's just mm-hmm. the other stuff you know and that is so important and i just didn't have any confidence in me whatsoever when i started so yeah, like debut. I remember I went out and thought I did really, really good. I was like <laughs> absolutely buzzing. And I came back and my coach straight away was just like, "How old are you?" I was like, "I think I think I was 15 at the time." He's like, "I was like 15." And he was like, "Right, you didn't start acting like it." I was like, "Right, um, what?" <laughs> I, love, I love that. Start acting like a grown man, mate. I'm in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, and. It, Oh, that was like the biggest, hardest thing I ever had to overcome in training, and just like some of the things you just don't think it'll ever come. Because like as mm-hmm. much as you can learn in training, it kind of just you kind of have to find it yourself. Weirdly enough, like, and it's like, how do you even do that? So it took a long time, but yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah, there's there's certain aspects to just. I mean, like life in general, like you don't know it until you do it. Type thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. They just kept saying, it'll come with age, it'll come with age. And I was like, your years are going by. I was like, when's it coming? <laughs> so it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Mate, you're fine. Like, you'll, you'll have, like, you've got like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's like 73, still making appearances on like, Legend <laughs> episode. <laughs> Mate, so you burst, on, you burst onto the scene. Like, how does it feel? Because obviously you've, became, you've come up through Scottish wrestling. As we've discussed, you're coming back through, like, how does it, did you feel welcome, like Scottish wrestling, for those who don't know, has got quite a close-knit culture, like you don't find a lot of Scottish wrestlers performing down in England, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, you know the scene, the wrestling scene, the, the, like, I'm, I feel so bad, I'm going to have to keep explaining lingo for people that don't know it, because I forget, 
how niche the group is. So the rest, the wrestling scene is like the area, like the region. So did you find like how do you notice as you're not an outsider because you grew up in it, but like very much as how do you find the Scottish wrestling scene as like a culture? It's a very close knit culture. Yeah, I mean that was one thing I did um, kind of struggle mm-hmm. quite a bit with, but I don't the think accent. anyone knew that. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> Mate, you grew, like, where's, where's PBW? That's like it's 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 the it's the rough end of Glasgow, and it's like it's just outside. It's like Dublin, uh, is it? No, it's not Dublin. There was Airdrie first, and then mm-hmm. Barhead. <laughs> yeah, so you you got thrown <laughs> in at the deep end of Scottish yeah. accents there. Um, but yeah, as well, just like just conversations in general, and like mm-hmm. you know, like what's the word? Like slang, and just the things people talk <laughs> about so different to how they talk like down here. So like actually becoming friends with people and getting in, you know, social groups, I found really difficult. But, um, yeah, I don't know. For a while, it was kind of just like, well, I'm just here, you know, mm-hmm. to learn, so I don't really care. Um, but, yeah, you can only really go so far. And then, you know, you kind of have to start learning, I guess. And, <laughs> but, yeah. They're all really good mates. We're all close from training now, so yeah. Mate, if it makes you feel any better, I moved up here. So I'm I'm originally from Birmingham, as much as it pains me to say. All so right. I moved I moved up to Scotland. I'm just outside Edinburgh. So I moved up here when I was five. Right. And then I I didn't know that I meant yes. So you know, so it's like I yeah, go over there. So yeah, yeah. I didn't. So I went to school on my first day, and I kept asking the other kids if I could play, and they kept just going I. So I came home with a proper complex, thinking I had a problem with my eye. <laughs> Everybody just kept calling me eyes. So I was like, I was like, I came home like floods of tears. It's like, Mom, like this is the weirdest memory that my story, my mom always tells. And I was like, Mom, I don't know what's wrong with my eye, but every kid just kept calling me eye for like the whole day. And like the teacher oh, would be like, No, they mean yes. So it's like, if you can do that, you can play it. Yeah. So like, that's that's the way how it is. You just have to, like you say, you just like you just throw yourself at the deep end. And the, yeah. it's the great thing about it. It's the, the thing you've probably found is that it's the great thing about Scottish culture. As soon as you commit to it, it very much commits to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, mate, we're going to talk a bit more. Right, so what's it like being on the WWE Network if representing yourself as like an independent? So all these new shows have come on the WWE Network, which is the broadcast show. How is that for you? Like, it's, it's the, it, is, it is what many people consider the pinnacle of being a professional wrestler. Yeah, that's just <laughs> as the, every time I hear that it doesn't sound right. Like honestly, <laughs> it's so strange. Every time like you know a match goes up and you go and check it, mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes I don't like I just think oh a match is up I need to go check it. And then I open up like the Xbox and start scrolling and I'm like wait what am I looking for? And I'm like oh yeah WWE Network. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just mad to think that like oh it just doesn't make sense. And my friend, uh, I've got a friend who isn't a fan of wrestling um and then she messaged me saying because her friend's got one in her uni flat and yeah. uh she was like my friend was watching like wrestling today is that you i was like oh my god like that's just so <laughs> weird to think that someone's like found me on the network but like yeah obviously that's just the dream isn't it to be like on wwe and like this is one step closer and like it's never really how i envisioned it you know you think you're gonna get signed and then maybe be put on. But it's like, it's so strange to like, it just came out of nowhere, it feels like. It's just like, oh, right, you're on now. Like, that's, that's just mad. 
<laughs> yeah, really, it is amazing. Like, I couldn't be happier. No, I was going to say, because it's exactly like you say, it's like the old traditional style of working for WWE is you get signed, you do what they call developmental. Yeah. The next thing you know, there's these, WWE now has working relationships with seven different countries all based around the world, and you happen to be one of the rising stars in one of them. And next thing you know, like you say, you're you're just everywhere. You're on posters, you're on Instagram posts that are receiving millions of likes. That's crazy, yeah. man. It really is. Like, it, it sounds sound like I've really just brought the news to you. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just> like... <laughs> no, but honestly, like every time someone says it again, it's just like, really? Like, that's just so, mate, especially mad. especially at your age. Like I remember when I was nineteen, mate. I was, I was, I was fanning about in a uni, in a in a uni halls, just drinking. Like, <laughs> I think I think when I was yeah when I was doing that, I was debating signing up for wrestling school. Yeah. So well, like, that's how it shows you the difference you can be in two stages of life, I suppose, as well. I don't know. I've got a bit of that as well, to be fair. Like, <laughs> I'm going to unis too, so I feel Oh, mate, what are, you, what are you studying at uni? Um, architecture. Oh, mate, you're going to be you're gonna be writing the money. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, which I'm not too keen on, but... You you've, got, you've got some good pastimes, though, so you'll be fine. The seven years of flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Mate, that's, uh, that's actually a great point. What are you gonna? What was it like at school when you? Because obviously every every wrestler has that story of like, oh yeah, I told my teacher I was gonna be a professional wrestler, and my teacher like, bang that. Can you hear that? Is that? Can you hear that? Yeah. Lot? Yeah. Oh, right, right, shut that. <laughs> shut that window. Yeah. Good old neighbor Derek or whatever his name is has just decided to fire on the lawnmower. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> right. Uh, Keep that in, screw it, why not? Keep that <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, what were we talking about? Yeah, the school teachers, so like everybody has that usual story of like, miss, I'm going to be a professional wrestler, bang, head off the desk, going, guess again. <laughs> but what did, what did your teacher say when you're like, miss, I already am a professional wrestler? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a few of them. I remember, because I, I, I kept it secret for a while, because mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I, I always found it quite embarrassing how long i'd been training and like not got anywhere because like i was what, like, <laughs> however old when the, I... the, that that 15 year old you act like a man has <laughs> really got it it's like, it's like miss i've just not got anywhere in life it's like, it's like 14 <laughs> <laughs> no pretty much yeah but i just felt like i'd been training for so long and still wasn't at like a stage i was like happy to like you know tell everyone and guys mm-hmm. like oh yeah let's see then just a skinny little kid not having a clue what he's doing so um I told my art teacher first because she was like absolutely lovely and she was like really supportive of it so I was like oh cool so then it came to like um what do you call it I think, it? I think like, everybody's got a lovely old art teacher like I, that just sounds yeah, like yeah. everybody has it <laughs> yeah there's always a weird one and there's always one who's quite nice <laughs> always a crazy teacher always a lovely old art teacher and there's always that teacher that just scares the living shit out of you PE teachers mainly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um it came to like careers day and so I told my head teacher about it mm-hmm. and yeah that's when he was like come on and I was like no <laughs> honestly and then he was like yeah and he's like you you might think that but you know you've got to do something real uh and then I told him and I was like I guarantee you oh no because he said to me he was like because he was quite nice he wasn't like a mean head teacher out and he was like well I support you but um do you really think you're going to do it? Like, honestly, look me in my eyes and tell me sort of thing. So I said to him, I was like, no, I guarantee you I'm going to do this. 
And he's like, all right, well, Mate, fair I hope play, you like, wrong. Yeah. Fair, fair play. The stones on somebody like that to just go, nah, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. So I better. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Triple H, if you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, just right, right, Mark Dallas, right. Come on. <laughs> we can see you come in there. Yeah. Hey, what's it like? Uh, what's that? Make the 24 documentary about me now. I've got the perfect story. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> this is my art teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so if you were training up at PBW, you must have had quite a few of the popular Scottish wrestling faces coming in. Like, did you have any noticeable like one-off coaches or like any? I don't know how to describe it. I know, obviously, I take it Kid Fight was your coach, was yeah. the main coach. Yeah. yeah. So um, did you have any like one-offs? Like, oh, sorry, carry on. Oh well, um, when I first started training, it was at Airdrie, so it was with TJ Rage, and then oh, yeah, yeah. as I got older, I went to Barhead, and that was uh, Kid Fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Sorry, um, carry on. No, I was just asking, like, did you get any of the, because obviously I know quite famous wrestlers trained there, ones that I'm thinking people might have seen. Obviously, you've got Noam, you have um, Stevie, Stevie trained there. Got Joe, Joe trained there? Joe Coffey? I'm not even sure, to be honest. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Rudo, Rudo's going to go through me when he, reads, when he sees it, <laughs> if he watches this. You'll be like, learn your Scott, that, I remember that on, so... You know, not to make the podcast about me, but a story. I remember, so my level one class, you'll love this. Ours was in ours was in a hut in a town called Bathgate. I don't know if you've wrestled in Bathgate or seen Bathgate. I've heard it's, of it. I'm not it's, sure. It's in between um, Edinburgh and Glasgow. So, you know, on that train line route, you've right. got this small town called Bathgate. It's, it's where Lewis Capaldi's from. Right, right. So you can imagine everybody sounds like him. <laughs> so we were training and the only the main part of that town is this massive cathedral next to a pizza hut which right. then has this little road behind it with a little warehouse which was where our wrestling ring was so this is where my school and it was literally like top rope is six inches off the ceiling in this Gee. small so i was like you i was like i'm ready for the 24 documentary like i've got the perfect story like started out in this abandoned warehouse <laughs> yeah. but i remember like the first thing rudo said he started just you started quizzing people in between. So if you were doing your reps, you were in the ring. And if you weren't, you just quiz you. And he went, first thing you've got to learn is your history and respect for wrestling. <laughs> and now he's oh, obviously asking right. all these people. He's like, he's like, who trained here? And I'm like, not a clue. Not a <laughs> <don't know. laughs> no, And it's like, extra, extra 10 push-ups if you don't do it. Oh, God, I better do my push-ups then. Yeah. Jeez, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I think everyone who's like big big like on the network and that like signed mm-hmm. now to WWE they were all like before my time I think Kenny was probably the last person who was trained oh, yeah, there Williams, before yeah, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. he'd left before I got there too but I think just yeah just not too long before I don't think um mm-hmm. so like I've had like seminars you know like one-off lessons from yeah. people like him from Noam from Drew uh, Joe Coffee. Uh, <laughs> I love you Blue trying to name everybody so you don't offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't want to leave anyone out. But yeah, I think they're the main Scottish ones. Yeah, uh, uh, there was a few uh, who were like in ICW too that trained mm-hmm. there. Uh, Krieger, he was there while yeah. I was training too. Uh, I think he started like a couple weeks after I did. I'm pretty sure. 
so yeah, he's training the whole time I was. Um, no, it's, it's a very prestigious school. They produce a lot of top tier talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Results. Well, 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 so. well worth the four hour drive in your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I can't get over that. It's like fair, fair play to your dad. That is so oh, yeah. <laughs> So, mate, did you do any? Did you do any sport before you got to wrestling? Obviously, you you went to wrestling age eleven. But was there any like sports that helps? Like, obviously, you're quite you're quite an athletic guy for anybody that's never watched you wrestle. Obviously, when yeah. this goes out, I'll post tons of links as promo. <laughs> but, but like people that haven't seen you wrestle, like, how did you get so athletic? Is it like not many people could just do a standing backflip to get themselves off the ground or decide to get themselves over somebody? <laughs> um, no, not like school. I wasn't into like football. I was like, no. I was like the only kid that's not into football or rugby or anything. <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, Mate, it's not, it's not a rugby podcast. It just sounds like it's a rugby podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all good. Um, the only thing that I did at school was, like, mm-hmm. as I got older, I did athletics. Like, anything mm-hmm. with jumping. I remember uh, I was on the team for, like, all the jumping spots. So, like, long jump, high jump. They'd always put mm-hmm. me on, and I'd win, like, every single time with that because I just, I don't know, I'm just naturally springy i guess i was gonna say one, one of those like do you remember that um do you remember like the original fifa street nah did you never play the original fifa street nah, mate. Oh, honestly mate, i like nothing to do with football honestly oh, i don't know anything <laughs> mate there was a, there was a line that they'd always play if you score if you scored like a bicycle kick or you scored a header right. the commentator would always shout he's got springs in his shoes and, like, <laughs> yeah. that became that became like a bit of culture for me so like that's what i describe people who are naturally spring i'm like oh that's got springs in his shoes yeah no yeah that was me <laughs> um and then like just for like tricks and flips and all that i just had a trampoline when i was a kid uh so i just taught myself stuff and then uh then i took it inside and because i was always like if i'd see it from wrestling then i wanted to try it so like mm-hmm. seeing people do moon salts is what made me start doing backflips and that and then me and my friend would like wrestle on my mattress inside and then started learning backflips on the mattress and all that. And then we used to have, as I got older, we'd take my mattress downstairs in my dad's living room and mm-hmm. practice flips in my living room like all day, every day. Because we were like obsessed with it at that point. Uh, and then, yeah, that's literally just how I learned to do flips and then taking it outside onto the grass and that. And then, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's, I think every wrestler has learned to wrestle doing the exact thing the show's telling you not to do. It's like, don't try this at home. Don't jump off yeah, your bed. Don't do this. 100%. And everybody that's probably employed by them went, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to grab my mattress. I'm going to do a flip off my bed. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, not, not that one there, obviously, because that's, like, my bed now. But, like, I remember my first ever bed. Like, I've got two brothers. So, like, you know, after school, that becomes a wrestling ring. Like, and it's just, like, <laughs> you know, the usual mum comes storming upstairs, like, can you stop fighting? And it's like... <laughs> You're, like, you're midway through Batista bomb and your brother's through the bed. <laughs> nah, mate, don't lie. It's definitely that mattress after work. Uh, mate, nah, that's a, that's, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, mate, I was just doing a workout. I've just been doing elbow drop reps for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this chair's for. This chair is a turnbuckle. That's how I get on. <laughs> right, that's how we look. What's, I've got, oh, mate, honestly, I've got so many of these notes there. Obviously, they're all crisscrossing because you're such like, for a 19-year-old, you're such an interesting guy. Let's just talk about that. Like, So, as you said, you were a really skinny kid. Now you're 19 yeah. and you built like a brick shit house. 
How did that come? Because like, obviously, I, I've known you since you were 17. I, I say no, you. I've known of you since you were 17. Yeah. And you obviously, you appeared on one of the first ICW shows just before COVID. It was yeah. you against um, Shotgun Kenny. Not Kenny Williams, other Kenny. Kieran but, Kelly. Kieran Kelly, yeah. Kieran Kelly, not Kenny. Kieran Kelly, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to do that again. So obviously, you were 19. And I, oh, no, I saw you when you were 17. You appeared up against Kieran Kelly. And you were quite a skinny guy. It was obviously it was a battle of two skinny athletic guys. And then obviously you come back, COVID's been away for a year. You look like you've eaten nothing but red meat and protein shakes. Like how does this <laughs> what was what was the sudden desire for the change? And how did you manage to keep such an athletic an athletic ability? Because a lot of people when they put on a lot of muscle, you become more focused on strength, you become a bit slower. You're not doing standing back flips that you've practiced since you were nine. <laughs> how, does, how do you manage to get this much size on and like keep the natural ability there? Like, what was the focus of training? Was it more like CrossFit or was it more? No, um, well, I've always wanted to, you know, like get bigger and that. Like mm-hmm. when I was, like I said, when I was younger, I didn't like the way I looked in the ring and that. So, like, mm-hmm. I think I must have been. Ooh. 14 maybe when I started working out um mm-hmm. and like compared to people at home like that went to school with me people mm-hmm. start like thought I was really big which is just weird to think because if you see back then how skinny I was I, just, I don't <laughs> understand but I guess the, compared to people who don't work out I, I guess I look better yeah. but so like I was always just trying to get bigger trying 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 but I also wanted to keep like uh an athletic look you know like abs and all that so that's the main difference is I decided in like just before the first lockdown no no actually it was a while before like a year before the first lockdown I started I decided I was going to start bulking up and it took ages to see like you could see difference but like Mm -hmm. I still didn't look big in any way but like so I just carried on in lockdown obviously there was less to do during lockdown so it was just all eat 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 non-stop every day and just I had a home gym so literally all I would do is just work out and eat and I guess it kind of paid off but I just yeah I just got bigger than that way I guess um and then like keeping the athleticism oh my god I don't think I did um I mean once you've like once you learn the skills you kind of just got them for life pretty much so, like, because the main thing is just fear. Like, everyone could do a backflip. They're just too scared. <laughs> mate, gonna... mate, no. I'd... <laughs> <laughs> like, like if, me, if me and you, if me and you ever meet in person, you turn around and go, I know you can do a backflip, you will be, like, disgusted by the, res- <laughs> the response you would get. Like, the, the, resulting, uh, the resulting carnage that would be me in so many different weird injuries would be catastrophic. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I reckon with the right training, you could anyway. <laughs> like Eddie Hall, he can backflip. That's mad. What? But, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Search on YouTube later. It's, it's actually mad. But yeah, um, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> um. But. Uh. Yeah. So it's just like the fear of doing it that's like holding people back, basically. So I knew I could still do it, even if I got mm. bigger. But um, it's just. Obviously, with the added weight, I'm just not. I don't think I'm quite as athletic. I think I could be, you know, once I like mm-hmm. get more time to train, and then like it's it's coming back. But I remember the first taping back. Um, I did a moonsault onto someone, and usually when I do the moonsault, like I've got just got like 
airtime, you know, like I'm up there, I can see my landing and then, you know, all that. I've got some space in between. But I remember I did the moonsault on someone. I couldn't believe how quickly it came around, like the floor. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to practice this. But yeah, I've got it back now. Like see my shooting stars, they definitely got some airtime in them now. Yeah, so as they should happy. <laughs> Right, I want to talk about a wrestling show as because obviously not a lot of people get to see. They see, well, they see what they get told to see. As every wrestling show is, you go, these are the two guys they're fighting each other. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. So, like, how does like a day of taping work? Obviously, I'm not asking you to reveal all ICW's <laughs> tried and trusted secrets, but like, so a day of taping, like, what time are you get in there, stuff like that. Like, how many episodes do you expect to shoot in a day? Like, um. Yeah, it depends, uh, like, what you're booked for, like, what mm-hmm. time. Obviously, it has to be, like, really efficient with, like, you know, the amount they have to film in that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you got to be on the ball. And um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll give you a time. You get there at that time. And you can film anywhere from, like, two to three. That's, yeah, I think three is the most I've done. But, mm-hmm. yeah, two to three matches a day. Um so, yeah, I remember the first taping that was like so nerve wracking when I was the club one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be um, just like a normal show, pretty much just filmed, but yeah. it's three matches. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my cardio, I love the thought of you getting to like, the third match, you're like. Yeah, just roll up, roll up, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just do a quick, <laughs> quick one, two, three, get in, get out. Literally, oh my god. And like, yeah, I was just, yeah, knackered, honestly. <laughs> um, I want to do a quick, so for those who don't know, right, so obviously people call, people outside the world of wrestling call wrestling whatever they want to call it, whether they go, oh, it's not, it's not a real sport or stuff like that, but you know, they're, they're dickheads and they can do whatever they want. So, um, <laughs> So when you, because obviously you were up for, I say you were up for, you were in the final of the tournament to crown ICW's champion, the Zero G champion. Yeah. How does that feel? Because obviously, so to explain this again to people that aren't in wrestling, having your champions is having your poster boys. It's like having your team captains in a sports team. It's like, these are the people we trust to represent the company. How does that yeah. feel when they, how does that feel when they go to you, when they go, we go, yeah, Daz, we're thinking about putting you on all the posters. We're thinking about putting you front and centre. Like, how does that feel? Like, as a as a kid, like, I keep calling, I don't want to call you a kid because you're, you're twice the size of me. <laughs> but, like, you're, so you're 90, you're a young man. Your coach who's been battering you for 15 has got to act like a man. You now go, right, the coaches now want to put, uh, the coaches, the staff, the bookers, Mark Dallas, whoever's in running goes, I want to put the belt on you. Like, how does that make you feel as going, he trusts me enough to be with this? Yeah, again, it's just like surreal, you know. Like it just, oh, it feels like everything you put in though is actually paying off. Because there is times, you know, where you you do get in your own head and you think like, oh my god, is it ever gonna pay off? You know. But mm-hmm. it's times like that when you're like, it's paying off. <laughs> it's about so when, time. Yeah. So when do, when do those moments come in? When you're having these non-paying off moments, like I'm. Um... I'm not, I'm not obviously wanting you to go down to your deepest, darkest memories, but like, how he's like, I want to, like, I want to know the emotions because it's like the whole thing I'm trying to get across to people is why I'm getting, why I want people like you on, why I want wrestlers, I want abnormal sports. 
is because like they people don't get to see it's like you say everybody grows up watching football and rugby people don't get to see the hard work that goes into being athletes in so many other sports right, like, so yeah. when do these when do these moments come down like so like you say you get you get to the finals of these tournaments and they go Daz, it could be like it could be you like all you have to do is go and win this match and it's yours um yeah okay <laughs> 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 um yeah so Daz, you could go it could be yours but when you like you said there so you've got this moment these are the elations when are these like sad moments coming through when are these like jesus christ i'm wrestling again and i'm still or as you put it i don't feel like i'm doing as well as i should be doing type thing yeah kind of just when you think you're at a level other people don't think you're at basically or mm. if like you think you can do stuff other people like don't think you can stuff like that gets quite annoying but then at the same time you just have to use it to drive yourself like well if they don't know then you have to show them then so you yeah. know it's, it's it never like if there is like a dull moment like that it never like i never sit on it i just think right well why don't they think that and how do i change that like, how do i make them you know Man, that's, a, that's a really, yeah, that's a really mature attitude to have. Cause I mean, I remember when I was like, I was nineteen. Like, I, I, I like to think I was like that when it's like somebody was like, "Oh, you, like, you're not as good as you." I was like, "Well, fuck you. You don't know. You don't know anything." Clearly, like, I, I'm the greatest things in sliced bread because my dad told me so when I was nine years old. <laughs> but no, it's like what you have is a is a really mature attitude to that, and I think that's it's quite refreshing to see because you hear all these stories about people complaining and then moving teams moving different jobs or personality just because they go well i know i'm the best but you take that attitude of well i'll show you why i'm the best yeah yeah i mean so, i like um, to think so <laughs> <But>. <laughs> i don't know i'll get somebody else on in like three weeks and i'll be like see that does it honestly <laughs> <laughs> tough <laughs> um Mate, what? So you've obviously you've grown up wrestling and wrestling in Scotland predominantly. Are you getting much attention in England? Are you trying to get booked in England, or are you just content with where you are? Yeah. Um. So like, during no, just before lockdown, I got mm. booked by a company. Um, this is quite weird actually. In Newcastle, and then, uh, I went to Newcastle Uni. Mm-hmm like after that without even realizing and then i realized like remembered i was because obviously it got cancelled that and i was like oh my god yeah that's gonna be cool next year like <laughs> be less travel that'd be fun <laughs> um so there's like yeah, yeah saving on train fare i love that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there's yeah there's company in newcastle but to be honest like i don't really i'm not really sure why to be honest but like uh through training i never really like got told about like booking getting bookings other places um yeah. i think maybe they just you know you know when you take someone under your wing you kind of just show them the ropes i probably just wasn't ready uh mm-hmm. to go out by myself yet um but yeah hopefully after lockdown it'll be starting spreading Dude, the word you know <laughs> you, can, you can finally be the one that builds up you can be like you can be like the new um shah samuels the only guy that just goes across the border yeah <laughs> like, nobody yeah. else seems to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah just me he's, he's brilliant when you see because like i feel like he must stick out in glasgow during tapings like a sore thumb because obviously he's the most he's the most like cockney sounding man you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nah he's lovely though oh mate he is um 
Right, we're gonna we're gonna delve into the future of uh, Daz a bit here. I say this wasn't a wrestling podcast. I've this has just become a podcast for me now. I'm just asking you personal questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you want to go? Like, where do where do you want to wrestle? Like, is there any particular countries or companies that you think like I'd love to do that? Obviously, you can't say WWE because you pretty much do wrestle for them now. <laughs> um, well, aside from WWE. Um... <laughs> I like that the comments aside from the people I already wrestle for. <laughs> no, um yeah, obviously that's the main goal. It's mm-hmm. there. Um New Japan, that'd be awesome. Obviously Will Ospreay is like one of my favourite wrestlers in the world. He's he's he's, he's a future it, section question there. He was one of my future questions in the Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get that we'll one. Come, we'll come we'll come back we'll come back to him. <laughs> Um, yeah, New Japan, um, AEW, literally everywhere to be honest. Like, I really would, but now your main goal is WWE, to be mm. fair. But yeah, everywhere, yeah. mate. That's, I think that's everybody's, I think it's everybody's dream for everything they do. Like, every sport you want to perform wherever you can, or yeah, I want so to travel on. the world, so yeah. So, go on, then. we're going to talk about inspirations now. You obviously just mentioned Will Ospreay for those who don't know. Will is first ever British NWGP heavyweight champion, and he's also the first British best of the Super Juniors, was he not? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. There you and, go. Uh, so, so is he? So is he one of the inspirational? Obviously, he's still relatively young as well. I don't think he's he's only twenty six. I don't know. Anyway, Will, if you're listening, both of us are clearly <laughs> big. Both of us are clearly big fans. <laughs> yeah. So is he, is he one of, was he one of the inspirations? Like, was he like a, if he can do it, then... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I like it as well because, like, I feel like I, like, seen him quite early in his career. Because, um, mm-hmm. this, <laughs> this is quite weird, I didn't actually realise till, like, last year, but when I was about... I don't know how old, I was young, though. I went to London randomly mm-hmm. to go see this wrestling show that I heard about and it was like Southside and it was him teaming with someone and they were just like really far down on the card no one knew who they mm-hmm. were when they came out and it was him and I guess it might have been Paul Robinson I was gonna say was, it, was, it, one, was it, it one of his like one of his like close mates I assume I'm thinking yeah I'm thinking I'm trying to like picture it now because I can't really remember but I think it was a small guy so i reckon it was paul robinson but they like tagged together and i remember i just remember the finish of the match was osprey hitting this 630 and i was like <laughs> oh my god and i was like oh, i really wish i listened to his name because i didn't hear yeah. his name like when they came out and then um yeah like years later it just clicked all of a sudden i was like of course that must have been osprey and like <laughs> that's where the face came from um so like yeah since then i've always like been like oh who is this guy and i wanted to find him uh, mm-hmm. And then also just, like, because, like, everything he's doing is so cool. And he's, like, my style and that. So, like, it's like you get to follow his career as it's happening. It's really strange because I feel like a lot of the time, like, a lot of my favorites, you only start hearing about them when they make it, you know, when they've mm-hmm. already done it. Yeah. But, like, with him, you literally hear, you know, when he's, like, oh, he's won the best of Super Juniors. Like, holy shit. And then he's, like, he's done this and he's done this. And you get to watch it all along and then obviously winning the, World Championship in New Japan was mental. Like, did you did you did you watch it. the match? Did you watch yeah. the match? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I literally watched like everything of his. It's mad. Mm-hmm. 
Man, he's incredible. What did you um? What did you think of the? I probably know this answer already. What did you think of the famous him and Ricochet match? The <laughs> what was it? What was it? The stunt sequence that a lot of the older yeah. guys called it. What did oh, you think yeah. of that match? Not about all that shit. No, no, no. Jesse. No, <laughs> no, I loved it, man. Fl- flips are overrated for the guy that's got a photo of him doing a backflip as his main <laughs> match. <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it was absolutely insane. Like, yeah, I literally, yeah, that was the first thing I thought. When I watched it, because like I watched it just as a pure fan, like oh this is so amazing, like I loved it. And then my second thought was like, I wonder how other people think of this, like if they like it as much as I did. And then I just saw all this hate it was getting. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Wait, I understand. You're, te- you're teasing me up nice for questions because I'm gonna once we finish the inspiration, I'm gonna talk about social media and hate comments and wrestling. Alright. <laughs> so but like um so which other inspirations you have? Obviously you said you started watching Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was your first match you remember. I take it Jeff, the original High Flyer, is one of the yeah. one of the inspirations. Yeah, he's so like you... growing up he was always my favourite. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so was it so you'd say you is there any other inspirations you had, any wrestlers where you can think like when you think and watch your match, you can think, I definitely got that from there, or I got the love for that from there. Uh, Pac, I absolutely love it. I literally, I think he's so underrated. Like, oh, yeah. honestly, if I was booking it like a show, he would just be, like, I just don't, why is he not world champion everywhere? I just don't, <laughs> I still can't figure that one out, because, like, he can just do everything. He's, like, he's amazing in the ring, like, mm-hmm. absolutely untouchable. He's fantastic on the mic, and he's got the look, like, I was gonna say he's also yeah. just shredded, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, I reckon he's touching like zero percent body fat. Like, <laughs> literally, it's absolutely saying like, yeah, everything you need for a wrestler, he's literally got it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think he's absolutely insane. I can't yeah, remember. Oh, yeah, I can't remember where I read it. It was one of the not a dark sheet, but one of like like a Meltzer review or something like that. And it was like you have to pick one non-title holder to build a company around. And it was like four or five people that are all part of this call. And I think four of the five of them chose Pac. It was yeah. like he's the one I'd build a build a company around. Because like like you say, you could you could put him against anybody and he could have a, like a, a good match. Yeah, exactly. Because like even even if even if you put him against like the, the big show, like he's that jacked and that shredded. Do you believe he could lift him if he did lift him? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Right, go on then. You teased it up nicely. What's social media like for a professional wrestler? Because let's be honest, social media can be great and at the same time, it just is a bit shit. And that's coming from a guy who works in it. So what's it like as a what's it like as a professional wrestler with social media? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because I haven't got a big following yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can't really speak for like other pro wrestlers who you know have like hundreds of thousands of followers or anything like that mm-hmm. um so i'd say it's it's like pretty normal for me it's well it's like so you've got like your personal accounts which you know mm-hmm. just mates sending you memes and all that and then like your wrestling <laughs> accounts are just like uh just business accounts i think of them as you know you think about what you post you can't just post anything mm-hmm. you know, stupid like you would on your uh, private or anything and um so yeah just just I wait for the social media for this goes live this will be this will, this will be, my <laughs> social media will be a bigger shithouse than the podcast itself <laughs> that's fine <laughs> but um yeah it's kind of just 
all very professional i'd say like it's all just answering notifications or messages about like you know wrestling <laughs> um, <laughs> just just talking wrestling yeah uh and there's like fun messages too which i like that's yeah they're really cool like it's mad to think that like i don't know it's like when i watch wrestling there's like some guys that i would message but like not like me i had to know i just i just never i would never i i messaged you i remember messaging you in 2017 (laughs) because i was like i remember i was um i was coming out of uni and i was i was like a bit of i was a little fat lad again like i'd I was always quite credible, and then stopped for stopped playing rugby. Started getting putting the weight on. Because I remember, like, because like it's like goes back to the question I suppose. I was like, how do you get so big and keep an athleticism? That's why I messaged you because I think like, right. it's a good, a good idea. I'd recommend for anybody doing any sport is train the way the people you're inspired train. But I remember, yeah. I remember, I, had, I remember, I had a coach once, and he, um, oh no, we had a strength and conditioning lesson from a guy when we came to the end of our school year. And he said he was like, he put up a picture on a board of, it was a rugby player who plays prop. I don't know if you like props are traditionally like bigger guys, like they're quite short right. and stocky. And then it was a picture of like some surfer dude that looks like class. But And he just turned around and he just went, the key statistic you need to know for these people is he's played 600 games of rugby and that the surfer dude's played none. So why would you train like the guy that's never played a game of rugby? So like, I, think, I think the advice for people or young people or people looking to get into it or people just looking to improve is like train train like the people that you want to emulate. So don't 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 train to be a bodybuilder if you want to be a wrestler. Is what I'm getting. Yeah. At. I, mean, I know that goes against everything 1980s WWF stands for. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's true. Good. If you say it, then it makes sense. I just sound like. A <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> right, mate. Just for the, all the wrestling fans that have tuned into this when they saw your name. What three dream matches would you have? But I'm going to eliminate your inspirations that you said earlier because that's cheating. Oh, no. I we so so we say that we know we know you're going to say Will, we know you're going to say Pack, we yeah. know you're going to say Jeff Hardy if you could go about. So who else? I know there's a list. This as long as you're as long as you're yeah. actually 19, but like if you were say if like say the world was a blank oyster, say bookings and stuff didn't matter. Who would your next three matches be if you could go? I'm gonna go put on three main event matches that are gonna go like 50 minutes. Uh, you can have legends from the past as well if you really want. All right, Roman Reigns. Really? Yeah, I think that'd be (laughs) sick. Um, Noam Dar for the ICW World Title. Gotta be for the stakes. (laughs) There we go. Uh, yeah, there we go. fuck it. Right, Mark, I'm, I'm doing your bookings for you now. There you go. I want a cut. I want free tickets. I'll take that as my cut. And then I'll like, <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, He'll watch this. Uh, don't worry. He'll watch this. Perfect. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Tyler Bay. I think that'll be Mate, awesome. he's we've not even discussed it. He's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, I know. I know he has a he has a gymnast background, but he is. There's no way he should be as strong as he is. I know. Like, that is ungodly strength. Yeah. Like for people, once again, for people that don't know, <laughs> as this is most of this podcast. But if you get a chance to look up Tyler, Bay, oh my quads! Like literally, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, 
him trying to buy jeans must be a fucking <laughs> yeah oh my like, god i'm so jealous he, mate he must have like a 30 inch waist and i reckon he must have to buy like 40 inch waist jeans to get his quads genuine like, oh, that was the first thing i ever when i watched that uk tournament um mm-hmm. obviously that was like the first time i'd ever seen him as well and that was just i remember blew my mind i was like how is his legs like that like I was like, he must—he must have been about the same age you are now when he was in that. Was not—he was like nineteen then. Yeah, he? he was nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, go on then. What? So you talk about the you talk about the UK tournament. Is there any particular? So once again, like so, wrestling's quite known for its prestigious tournaments around the world. Each company have their own prestigious tournaments each country has their own prestigious tournaments is there any tournament you'd like to like is there one major tournament you see that goes i want to win that tournament and have my name associated with that competition uh best of the super juniors i thought that would be your answer (laughs) to be fair all like the japanese ones i'd love to do Mm -hmm. i mean like best of super juniors makes sense but like Mm -hmm. i literally just everything i kind of think of like oh it'd be cool if i did it but like this pretty much exactly what will osprey's done like oh best super juniors because like whenever i get put in like a high flying category mm-hmm. i'm always like happy but then i'm also like i don't just want to be that like i don't want a glass ceiling like i want to that's why i want to get bigger i want to like mm-hmm. you know be in other classes like that uh so that's like <laughs> literally exactly what he's done like he was in the that and then he's like no i want to get bigger so he moved to the heavyweight division and all that and then like one is G1 and so that other tournament G1 I'd love to win that too and then obviously like you know he's literally the world heavyweight champion what well, was mm. so yeah mate um, I, honestly it's incredible like I think what he did so what he does so well and I think what you're doing really well on social as well like if you don't follow Daz I'm, we'll have his descriptions in the bottom and we'll tell you about it in the end but what he does so well is like you said he keeps his he keeps the audience like as included in what's going on so like when he was bulking, he was like, I'm bulking for this. I'm constantly bulking for this. I'm constantly bulking for this. Just yeah. so you know, I'm still bulking for this. And then it's like, no, I'm officially in this weight category. Like, I think yeah. that's, I think there's so much to be said for, because although, like, I think a good way to describe it is, especially as, like, on the on the internet, a day is a week, if that makes sense. Like, right. like something that, that happened sense, 20, yeah, so, something that happened 24 hours ago is although it is still oh that only happened yesterday that is a lifetime ago in in sport so like i think i think there's so much to be said for keeping up on social of like with what you're doing yeah no yeah i agree that reminds me as well actually (laughs) um when you're asking about like looking at before come back to inspirations as well that was i remember that was like one of the reasons as well um I can't remember if it's if that's when I started book. It might be. I don't know if it was it was either when I started or what convinced me to like step on the gas. You know, like mm-hmm. really go for it. It was like seeing him start bulking up. Because I remember when I I used to see, like him and Ricochet. I was like that match is awesome. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like how were they like matching each other? Ricochet is absolutely jacked, and he was like proper oh, mate, skinny. Like- Mate, talk, talk, talking about Pac, I mean, Ricochet is one of the guys I've never seen in more incredible shape. Yeah, it's mental in there. Like, Jesus, man. Wait, have, you seen, have, you seen, have you seen his workouts? Like, you'll watch him in the gym and he's like, 
Uh, we're just going to do three sets of 12 backflips. I'm like, that's not an exercise that you do for <laughs> yeah, reps of 12. Yeah. But, like, you don't just go, it's like, yeah, so we've got like a three-inch step, so we're just going to backflip off that, step back on, backflip off. <laughs> and it's like, you see you see the other guys like in the gym around him, like some some old dad is just doing like cable fly. It's just like, what is going on over there? <laughs> it's just this guy just ripped, just doing backflips. <laughs> yeah. it, looks, it looks like, do you... I don't know if you see them anymore. I'm not really on Facebook that much anymore. But do you remember like those old weird like calisthenics videos, and it'd be like guys doing backflips off like beach walks and stuff like that. Yeah, he's so remember, like, that. His, his workouts remind me of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah. I remember John Morrison when he, because that was one thing um really like annoyed me when I was younger. Like I wanted to see like what wrestlers did for workouts and that, but there was like nothing on the internet. Yeah. So like. I remember there was one video of John Morrison because he was just promoting his, like, it's called, like, Out of Your Mind Fitness, this new, like, yeah. fitness program he was selling. So, like, they did a promotional video for it and it was literally, like, the only thing that existed. And uh, I remember the exercise he was doing in that were just mental, like, one hand, one foot push-ups and, like, just constant backflips over and over again and stuff. I was like, dude, oh, <laughs> that's actually mental. They are baffling. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Um, somebody, somebody will probably be good to ask about this because um, I don't know if you've ever tried CrossFit workouts. No. So um, like obviously, if you when you're next to ICW, if if Kenny's there, Kenny Williams, he's he's like CrossFit mad. Yeah, yeah. And like their their workouts are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, mate, I don't know. Have you ever heard of um? Have you ever heard of Murph the workout? No. So they so CrossFit what CrossFit do is they get what they call hero workouts and they name them after like American war heroes like so like people that die at war in America stuff like that or like right. people that get honorable mention so it's quite it's quite cute like cute's the wrong word it's quite like sentimental that they do it but like Murph is this thing and if you ever watch on if you ever watch on Netflix it's called um it's the CrossFit documentaries like the CrossFit Games documentaries which is like their Olympics right so they they have this one episode they have this one workout called Murph and they did it in like. 40 degree heat in the middle of california <laughs> and this workout is like it's a mile run 100 push-ups and 100 pull-ups and then another mile run or something like that is it's ungodly it is ungodly I, I've, I've probably completely underdone it as well but it's probably like 10 times more difficult than that but they were doing it and this like and like bear in mind these people are literally fittest on earth like that is the type they are yeah. fittest people on earth. and you had people like running to find shade like they were hiding under golf carts to find shade because they were that hot they were gonna like pass out but they like cross crossfit is a different kettle of fish like Mm. i remember i went for one workout and i was and like because there was a gym you can do it in where you could because i was like oh i'm gonna get fit oh i've played rugby i've done a bit of wrestling like i know i can do a push-up like i'm quite confident i can do a push-up and i can run i can do crossfit and i went for this one trial workout before you had joined the gym and pay like the, the money it was and I walked in and I remember this workout to this day and it was like the guy just literally put a big timer on this big clock so like, you know how they work out in like warehouses and it's just like an empty room uh-huh. so they had this it's just this big time it's like a 40 minute time limit and it was just goes right so we're going to do a mile run you're then going to come back you're going to do 100 front squats <laughs> with 40 kg you're then going to do 100 burpees and then we're going to roll for a mi- for a thousand meters and I just went I was like, mate, I'll be lucky if I finish the run in four minutes. <laughs> so I was like, I remember I went to this thing and like these people, like, I never felt so inadequate as like a human being in my life in terms of fitness. Like, because I was, I was there and they, so they, when they do your trials, they have just regular like workouts there. 
It's like people that just go to the gym and they join the workout. Like everybody does the same thing. Right. And he was like, no, just keep going. And then if you finish, we'll just do like 400 meter sprints or something. And there was this girl there that obviously trains CrossFit. And she like, she finished the thing like 28 minutes or something like that. <laughs> like I was like stumbling in through the door. Like as she was finished, <laughs> I was like, I finished the run. And she's like, oh, mate, if you ever do a CrossFit workout, like I imagine Kenny, Kenny could take you on some brutal ones. But yeah, if you yeah. ever get a chance, ask, ask Kenny Williams about Murph. And he'll look Jeez. at you as if he'll look at you as if you've just whispered like Voldemort's name in the middle of our like, we, we don't we don't say that word. <laughs> oh my god, man! <laughs> I might give that a look, but <laughs> it's, it's like don't don't eat beforehand. Whatever you do, just don't eat beforehand. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> right, mate. So what does before we get before we get to the end of the podcast and we get onto the quick fire questions? What's what does Daz Black do when he's not wrestling or training and moving house and stacking boxes? Like, what's your pastimes like? What's your good? What's your good? I'm getting away from the world for a couple of hours. Gym, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like all my days consist of really is well, like uni and that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my free time is just eating, <laughs> uh, go to the gym. That's it. I don't do it much <laughs> else. I don't have time for like a lot really. So as long as I like get the gym in and the food, then mm-hmm. I guess. That's so sad actually. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not me. It's a good thing. Like I like there's so many. I know a few people. It's like like the gym's more a mental thing than it is a physical thing. It's like it's just a place yeah. to just go and. Like, would you say that? you say that's like a good reason for it? It's like, do you do you use it for like a mental stimulant as well, more than just a physical thing? Um, so I don't know, kind of, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. as well, a lot of the time it's just like I just force myself to go. Cause, but yeah, <laughs> like if I if I don't go, uh, I don't feel good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you feel really bad about yourself if you miss a day like you're meant to be there, sort of thing. So like. I just make sure I have to go when I have to go. So, like... <laughs> hey, quite right. Right, we're gonna get on to the. We're nearing the end. I don't want to take up all your time. If you've got houses, if you if you've got houses to move, if you're moving house, <laughs> that's 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 how much of the gym you are. It's the just new workout, smash, yeah. I just shift houses. Yeah. <laughs> CrossFit has got nothing on me. I shift houses. <laughs> so we're gonna go through a cheeky bit of quick fire because we're gonna get you sweating a bit when you don't have time to think of an answer. Right. That's all I like to do, just mess with people. So I've got a few here. I've mixed them up. I'm going to try and make them more wrestling-specific than than rugby-specific because you don't have a clue about rugby. So no. <laughs> right, mate. So just going to start off nice and simple. Right. Coffee or tea? Tea. That's the English answer there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to delve deeper into this. Uh, builder's tea or Earl Grey? Earl Grey. Oh, you are so English. <laughs> uh, haggis or black pudding? See, these are all good because you got the Scottish grown up, so haggis or black pudding? Oh, God. Black pudding, just because I don't <laughs> like haggis. I've never tried oh, it, actually. But... All, all I'm doing is ruining your reputation with the Scottish fans. Let's <laughs> slow for sure. Uh, night out or a night in? Bearing in mind you probably missed your nights out considering you only turned 18 last year in the middle of COVID. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, because of that nights out. I want some now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Cod or Fortnite? Are you much of a gamer? Nah. Uh, nah. Neither. Cod, I guess. But... Cod, I guess. <laughs> right. Arms day or chest day? Arms, mate. You're seeing me. 
I'm Every, all arms. All arms. <laughs> Mate, that's all you need. Just wear, <laughs> just, just wear a tank and then it's all arms. That's all you need. Nah. <laughs> uh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Nice. Monster or Red Bull? Monster. That's the wrestler's answer, mate. Oh my! Yeah. All, all the coaches just chug monster. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is a rugby one. We'll make it more. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll do this within five-star rated match or winning a title. Which would you say? Would you want more? Ooh. Oh, that depends what title. <laughs> a five-star rated match. Five-star rated match. Quick, quick insult for there. So there's a prestigious thing in wrestling where you get a five-star rated match. Which is like your match was one of the best matches, like if not the best of the year type thing. So a five star match is a very hard thing to accomplish, but when you do, it's amazing. Uh, Stone Cold or The Rock? The Rock. <laughs> oh, everybody says The Rock, man. I'm a Stone Cold guy. <laughs> uh, pints or cocktails? Cocktails. Oh, nice. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, I'm a cocktail guy. Like, nice. <laughs> if people are like, go for pints, I'm like, yeah, porn, no, star, porn, star, porn star martinis just come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, well, I've got a few more here. Uh, wrestling or dogs? If you had to get rid of one, dogs. You're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two um, as well. <laughs> oh man, you can't say that. Like, you've just lost all your Scottish fans. <laughs> all the dog lovers I got. <laughs> <laughs> Any gamers another? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check, I'm not missed one out here. Uh, last one. How would you like your steak cooked? Oh, you're going to hate me, I bet, but well done. <sighs> this podcast has never seen the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> everyone gonna... disagrees with me on that. Literally, everyone. Uh, it's like it's like Gandhi's flip-flop, man. You can't eat well done steak. <laughs> How can you be your size chewing on red meat and eating well done steak? Might be the secret. <laughs> Who knows? It might be the secret. Yeah. Because then you're constantly, constantly chewing it. You should never yeah, that's, stop. That's, that's why your neck and jaw are so well defined. Because you're chewing <laughs> it. <laughs> that's the secret, mate. Well done, steak. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Right, we're now going to do... So, like I was saying earlier with the Scottish culture, wrestling has... it. Although it is a, technically a, a singles competitor sport, if you're not a tag team, but there is quite a team unity feel in the back room of a wrestling group. So we're going to do a little bit of section called teammates. So it was designed for it was designed for rugby and you out your teammates, but I'm going to get you to out the boys in the back. So it's oh, <laughs> 19 blacklisted from everything because he went on a podcast. <laughs> so these might take a wee while for me to interpret because they're all based on rugby. We're going to go there. So I'm going to go. First one's going to be hardest chop. So who's got the best chop? That I've ever had or seen? That you've ever had. This is all about the people you know and the people you've experienced. Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> TJ Rage at the recent ICW tapings, he chopped me, and I've got a scar on my chest. I didn't think that was really? possible. I've, yeah, <laughs> I've still got a scar on my chest somehow. Mate, I have to get that on the ground when that match comes out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Fastest feet. Who's like the most agile person you've ever? Ooh. Uh. Oh my god. Probably. Oh my god. Um, I guess there's a guy from PBW called uh, Ray Barani. He's mm -hmm. really athletic, so I guess him. Fair. 
Um, we're gonna we can't do a worse tackle or nobody tackles each other. Uh, who's mo- who's most up for a night out? Out of the, out of the boys in the back. The... Oh my god, all of them. Um... <laughs> Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, probably um, out of my training, I'd say John. Oh, what's right? Hold on. Um, John Tretton. John Tretton? Yeah. I've watched a few of John's matches. Yeah. So who's, who's the who's the one from ICW when you're at Tavens? Who's the one that's like, like as soon as the cameras are like, we're like, done, that's a rat. Who's the one that just suddenly has beers like appear from nowhere? Oh, mate. I don't even know, man. Um, oh, God, I've got no idea. Uh, I've only ever seen one person actually at ICW with a beer, I think. And that was my very first uh night like the fear and loathing pre-show oh, i yeah, got yeah. offered a beer by scott reed so i mean <laughs> going off of that i guess scott <laughs> yeah, I'm, i've never met scott but i follow him on twitter and he seems like a proper laugh scott does yeah so <laughs> yeah right does, who's got the worst fashion sense like who's ever arrived at tapings and you've just gone mate what are you wearing like not wrestling gear but just like who just who dresses like and you think mate Ian Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I like oh, mate, I like Ian. Ian's funny, man. He's yeah, very too. good at Twitter. <laughs> I'm just saying that to annoy him. But yeah. <laughs> well, mate, it's good. I'll let him come back on here and he can tell bad stories about you. That's how it works. <laughs> um, who came back with the worst lockdown lid? Like, who, who, when you, the boys were like FaceTiming to keep in touch, did like somebody come on and you went, mate, what is, what is on your head? What, well, like, hair? Yeah, mate. Oh, do you know? Oh, you don't know what lid means if somebody's got a nah. bad lid. Oh, mate, it's just oh. if you've got a bad lid, you put like so your hair is your lids, like the oh, lid of your okay. brain. So, um, I mean, I've had some pretty questionable ones over lockdown, but um, did you go for the mullet? Did you ever get a lockdown mullet? Yeah, I'm not nice. like intentionally though, it kind of just happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of going for it again now, to be honest, but yeah, um, fine. Can't. Um, oh man I don't even know I haven't seen anyone in person since Uh, so it's kind of hard to tell nobody nobody on the old FaceTime and then just be like mate look at the state of this no not really I'd say just me to be honest (laughs) you've just saved yourself Uh, who's the the biggest joker in the locker room who's the one that's always trying to pull pranks and make the room laugh uh Again, it's like with COVID and that, there, like uh, tapings, there isn't a locker room really. So I, I kind of have to go off. There's a lot of people coming in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just have to go off of like before lockdown, which would be like PBW shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say, oh, no, I'll tell you what, Krieger. Krieger, mate, he see, did, you, um, did you watch the things he did with uh, Debbie? Debbie Keetle? And they did like, so obviously she did those like lockdown skits. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> Mate, they were so funny. Yeah, um, on, he is like the funniest person I think I've ever met. I'm not even kidding. Mate, I'd love, I'd love to meet him. I've never had this pleasure to meet him yet. Oh, you've got to. <laughs> <laughs> um, who could you see as a future wrestling coach from the people you've met? Quarga, again, <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. Hey, fair. Um, who is best on tunes? Like, obviously, like you said, you've had limited time in the locker rooms, but who's the one that's always got an aux cord or a speaker and just? Oh, 
Um, uh, Jimmy Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, fair. Right. Who is somebody? Yeah. Mate, who is somebody that just is hard as nails? Like you just thinking, you look at go, I would never fight you. Uh, well, I like looking in the mirror sometimes, and I'm like, Jesus, yeah. man, I would not want to. Nah. Um, <laughs> TJ, <laughs> my coach. Really? Yeah, oh my fair. god, I would not. Jesus. <laughs> Mate, I was the same with um, BT when I was getting coached by BT. I was like, yeah, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right. Final one for the teammate section. Who hogs the mirror the most? Who's the one that's just like, you're just like, you're trying to get ready for the match, trying to make sure the hair looks on point. And you're just like, you're looking at the one lad that's like, you've been in that mirror for 45 minutes, mate. Get out of the way. Oh, I'd probably say Leighton. Really? I don't even know that. I'm just guessing. But <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Mate, he's incredible, man. I suppose he, he has the acting background. He's allowed. He was doing yeah. Oliver Twist when he was like eight. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Give him a pass. Yeah. Right, mate. The last, the last question, the very, very last question that I'll let you get on your way. Right. So I'm going to set the scene for you. Fear right. and loathing. You've just main evented. You've oh. just won the title. You're there. You're back in the locker room. All the boys are spraying tenants everywhere. It's going wild. You've had nothing but Earl Grey tea for six days. You're ready for a, you're ready for a night out. You've got somebody hands you the ox cord and they go, "You've got three cheesy pop songs. You've got to get the team ready for a night out." What three cheesy pop songs are you picking? Oh my god! Um... The thing is, no matter what you do, you're gonna instantly choose three more songs the second we finish this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, my music knowledge is so bad, man. If it's not hip hop, I don't have a clue. Um, you can choose. You can choose any three songs if you want. Just cheesy pop is normally the go-to. I mean, my pop idols, Michael Jackson. But I don't really think that would get the room going in the same way. Um, let's go. Oh man, put me on the spot. Can't think of any. Uh, <laughs> Blue by um, who's that by? Eiffel Blue. something. Yeah. Uh, is that by? Oh, Eiffel? I know. I know the one you mean. Eiffel. I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I know, know the one you mean. It's called. <laughs> um, good start. Good start. You've got. That. You've now got. You've now got the room's attention. You've now got the room's attention. <laughs> um. Then go. We are the champions because I've just won the title. Um, <laughs> I love that. Finally... That's, that's, just, that's just one for you. That's not for the rest of the room. That's, yeah. That's like, this, this, this is a song for me, guys. So you guys can take three minutes. <laughs> yeah, everyone else will just give me little stares. <laughs> um, and then, oh, just for all time's sake, I probably put like a wrestling theme song on. That goes both ways. So probably like, Edge's theme song. Yeah. Mate, oh, we didn't even discuss that, mate. mate. But, mate, yeah, so quickly before we finish, I wanted, we didn't even talk about Edge. Let's talk about Edge's return of the Royal Rumble. How good was that? Dude, it was insane. And uh, I actually forgot to say as well, quickly, like, on Edge. Um, so I think three years ago, I wanted to bet uh, on the Rumble. So like, mm-hmm. I asked Dad because I was too young to actually like, place that, that on it. That makes me feel so old. Like, so <laughs> old. <laughs> um, so, like, so I said, like, 
can I put a bet on it? He was like, oh, I don't know. Because, like, first of all, that's, like, quite weird that you can even bet on wrestling. I thought, oh, yeah. What? It's a bit, it's um, a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. I know. It seems, like, so dodgy. But, um, <laughs> um, so, like, said to him, I was like, oh, honestly, trust me. Um, and, I mean, I guess he didn't really want a 16-year-old getting into betting. So, uh, he was like, no, no. But I was like, right. Um, I like a deal if, if I like predict it right this year, you've got to uh, put a bet on next year. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right, because he didn't think I would do it. So I said Seth Rollins, and he won. Um, so he was like, oh, all right, fair play. We'll put a bet on next year. Uh, and obviously Drew won uh, yeah. last year. So I put a bet on Drew, uh, and I won that. And then this year, oh, there's also he put a bet on, sorry, for me, mm-hmm. for Drew, and that one. <laughs> you so covered yourself nicely there. <laughs> Any police yeah. officers watching wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so this year, I put a bet on myself for um, Edge, obviously, mm-hmm. to win. And it was sick because there was like a boost last minute for him to win. So I put like a fiver on, I got 90 quid back. So. Mate, fair play. Happy about that, yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, John Tretton, he bet on Daniel Bryan, and we were watching it uh, live together, mm-hmm. uh, like with the rest, uh, the like training lot, and mm-hmm. the whole match he's going, nah, nah, mate, you've messed that up. Daniel Bryan's got it, and then when he got eliminated, <laughs> he left the call because he was so annoyed. <laughs> I can't remember who I thought was gonna win. I remember, I remember hearing the Edge rumors. I remember there was a big debate about it, but I can't remember. But anyway, mate, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I've been talking to you for nearly bang on 80 minutes, so I've actually lived up to the name of the podcast for once. Yeah. Because, oh, mate, you should have seen it. I was I was awful in the first recordings. One of the other guests will tell you I was waffling for hours. But, mate, <laughs> right, so everybody, that's coming to the end of the podcast now. Thank you very much for watching the Over in 80 Minutes podcast. My guest is Daz Black. He's been incredible. Daz, where can they find you on social media so they can keep up to date with all your wrestling and watch you rise to the top? Oh, mate. Uh, Instagram at DazBlackPW. Twitter at PW underscore Daz. Um, Facebook, DazBlack. Uh, I think that's everything. And obviously, WWE and ICW. If you follow them, you'll keep up with Daz as well. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Marco, love you for that. Getting them the plug. Right, guys, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Daz, thank you so much. Like, subscribe, watch down below. Every link you need is going to be there. If you're going to be mean on Twitter or Instagram, at least make your comments funny, then I can retweet them and get some clout that way. So anyway, guys, remember, right, rate the podcast. It helps so much. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Stay safe. Daz, cheers for coming on. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. See you all there.